What's up, Whisper Nation? Big Travi in the house here, Johnny Game Time Hicks, and we are back and better than ever here to give you some fresh new content. We decided to go a little bit live today. Um, we missed you guys. Obviously, some crazy things live, going on. As opposed to all the way live. Yeah, it's just a, a partial <laughs> live. We're only live in some states. <laughs> right? Well, we're going live on YouTube and then shortly on Instagram. So That's right. I guess yeah, I so, guess it's not the full live because we wouldn't be going. We're not going live on Facebook, so I guess we're not it. fully live yet. Yeah, but we will be. Exactly. Um, obviously, there's some crazy stuff going on in our world right now. Um, as you all know, we hope that you are safe. You are at home. Um, if you're working in the essential jobs, like the front lines of, you know, obviously the healthcare industry. Big props to you, Johnny. I know your wife works as a nurse, so we we love Jade. We hope that she's out there and she's safe and she's doing. We know she's doing her part, and we appreciate that. We appreciate appreciate everyone in the healthcare industry, and we just wanted to give some of the people that are at home and following, you know, the instructions and the guidelines, some fresh content. We hope to keep doing so. Um, I know that pretty much everyone I know is, has been affected by the coronavirus in some way, shape, or form. So. What better way to do that than to talk some NFL, some talk some fantasy football, and just you guys get to see our beautiful smiling faces today. So lucky, lucky welcome. for them. No, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I saw your smiley face and <laughs> all right. So let's jump. I'm gonna jump on uh Instagram here. We're gonna go live real quick. Big Travi will join on there. So if you can't follow along on YouTube, please check us out on Instagram. What up, Instagram fam? We are going live right now on YouTube and on Instagram, so check us out on either one. We're just going to be talking free agent news uh, that has been going on, some crazy, crazy stuff, at least giving us something to talk about when we don't have sports going on. Uh, so it should be fun little banter. Please join in if you have any questions, either on YouTube or on Instagram. Please hit us up with those. Big Travi will be joining us right now. Let's get him on. So he will be on with us, and then we can kick this off, Travis. Uh, we have some, a lot of news to get to because we haven't gone live uh, regarding the news in a while. I'm going to turn this volume down here on, <laughs> on Instagram so you're not getting the double, the double volume there. All right, uh, yeah. Travis, you want to just, just – let's just go after it, dude. Just yeah, so out. obviously it's it's been a while here, um, and we, you know, the biggest things that have happened in the NFL really haven't been the fact that maybe the draft's been postponed and, and they're working through those news, but really the biggest story we've got is Tom Brady, right, Johnny? Tom Brady signs with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and so, I mean, obviously, if you're a Boston fan, if you're a New England fan, you're probably... Um, really kind of like what is going on here i think for the most part i saw a really good outpour of, of support from the new england fan base for tom brady here but i mean they did should you ever think they just he, you ever... he delivered so many championships they should be grateful yeah no i mean i 100 percent agree you got to be grateful the guy did so much for them took so many pay cuts over the years too to oh. make sure that they to make sure that they were good enough to keep carrying on so i think um all of that's a huge, a huge deal here. But the uh, details of the deal, $50 million, all of it's guaranteed. It includes another $9 million available with incentives. Um, there's a no-trade clause. Um, yeah, I mean, this is 
you know, only Jared Goff, Ben Roethlisberger, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo have higher amounts in their deals. And we're talking about a very old guy. I think he's 42 now. Is that yeah. right? 42. Yeah. Uh, so old. And I mean that by NFL football quarterback standards, of course. Um, so, you know, this Brady deal is obviously huge. It means a lot. But, I, you know, for fantasy purposes, Johnny, I'm really excited for those wide receivers, those stud wide receivers out there um, in, you know, Chris Godwin and um mike evans mike evans so i mean for me that's i think that's the big upgrade right yeah i mean it it is interesting we posted uh the question up on our twitter this morning so if you want to go vote on that please do uh the question was who does this benefit the most right um are we going to see a huge uptick you know chris godwin's value right now is probably the max it's going to be he's going right now in uh early mock drafts in like the second round uh mike evans is in the third um so i i don't know how much higher of a ceiling those guys can get with tom brady uh oj howard is definitely a guy now that a lot of people are starting to hover over towards uh as far as having that that's the one that's leading right now on twitter that's the poll that's leading right now is the oj howard is the most beneficial but I honestly want to see who they draft right now. Uh, so Peyton Peyton Barber just agreed to an extension, or not uh, just agreed to terms uh, on a contract with the Washington Redskins. So now, right, you know, you have a, a Walla J, I think that's how you say his name, um, as a running back, and then you have uh, Ronald Jones are the two that are on the depth chart right now. Listen, if they get like a DeAndre uh, Swift or get uh, a Jonathan Taylor, ooh, you good lord, uh, that is going to be very very intriguing. Knowing exactly how much BA likes to dump off to the running back position, certainly like that a lot. Um, so I think that that position has a lot to gain from Tom Brady going there. Um, my question to you, Travis, do you think does this make you more intrigued? Uh, for getting Tom Brady, uh, you know, for fantasy, are you willing to, you know, we always promote like the late round quarterbacks, you know, um, but are you going to, yeah, there were some interesting moments. I think even last year with Brady, where he put up some numbers, I remember for the first six, seven weeks, you actually liked what you were getting out of Tom Brady. Uh, they were an injury riddled wide receiving core. Uh, they were obviously a core in, in new England that was not up to par, but like, we're talking about, you know, say what you will about Jameis Winston. He put up numbers with these wide receivers, and, and part of that is because of the skill that they held. So, yeah, I think he'll have some value, but, you know, there's just too many mobile, younger quarterbacks that I'm looking at before I'm looking at Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, It'll DJ be interesting, O'Toole too joined the lives. Waves high. I just wanted to give him a shout-out. Also, some of our guys on here giving us some love. Appreciate you guys joining. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think, look, I think that you, Tom Brady, this does more for the wide receivers, in my opinion. I think consistent play. And I liked what you said there about Godwin. I think Godwin has the best shot to mirror a Julian Edelman here because I think if we looked at the deep ball for Brady, it didn't look all that great over the last two years. It didn't so, look great, but if you look at his percentages that he was landing, uh, that's where it comes intriguing, right? So, Jameis, and the only reason I know this is because uh, someone had commented on this uh, on the Twitter feed. 
But if you look at Tom Brady's deep ball completion percentage last year, it was at 41.7%. Jameis Winston's last year was at 36.3%. So Tom Brady actually ranked ninth in the league uh, at the quarterback position for deep balls. And Jameis Winston was at 17, which was actually up 2%. From the previous year is 2018. So, uh, BA. So there's a case there that you could say that maybe Brady is gonna is gonna thrive with these guys. Yeah. And and we're looking at a case where you know no, nothing against Randy Moss, who who was obviously Brady's best year as a passer and a best year, but like this could be the best receiving core he's ever had, mm-hmm. especially if you factor in OJ Howard and the talent he's got there. Do you see OJ Howard re re? emerging from the surface, or do you think that Bruce Arians is actually a guy where tight ends are, are not going to be able to be used? You know, it's a that's a very, very good question. And to me, I'm starting to think that just B.A. doesn't use tight ends. Now, for a long time, I thought, you know, that it was the fact that B.A. didn't have any tight ends, and that's why he didn't use them. But after seeing what happened last year, and even when Cameron Brake came in, he was a decent tight end, but you couldn't rely on him. So I'm wondering if this is just a B.A. system type of thing where he doesn't yeah, it's necessarily... a perfect. It was a perfect storm there, though, too, because not only did you have O.J. Howard, who was talented in the B.A. system, but... Jameis Winston loves tight ends. He's always used tight ends in that system Mm -hmm. before B.A. come over. So like I said, I mean, not to interrupt you there, but I think that that factors in, too, is like I I, we all want as a fantasy community, O.J. Howard to be something special because of the talent Um, and because for his first few years in the league, he averaged over 15 yards per catch. But we have just not seen it in this system yet. And I don't know that Tom Brady is going to be the bandaid that worked that that you know helps that work so to speak yeah uh i do want to get to though speaking about a band-aid that's going to work and i wouldn't call it a band-aid i would call it uh i don't i don't know what i would call it but uh, i want to talk about deandre hopkins to the cardinals and which could be one of the greatest all-time steals of of ever recorded uh (laughs) drafts uh or as far as picks but so travis what i i mean Obviously, you know, you're, I'm a Cardinals fan and how much that, you know, you could imagine I was freaking out. It was probably about 10 times that. Um, but what is what's your thoughts on it? Um, what are you looking for uh, fantasy wise? Well, I just I just kept looking at it and going, how did Bill O'Brien let this happen? That's really where it came down to for me. I just I couldn't. See, I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think <laughs> about that question. For fantasy purposes, you've got a. I mean, you you downgrade a little bit here, uh, Deshaun Watson on the Houston Texans side. Um, you wonder if Will Fuller obviously gets the uptick, but is this guy going to be able to stay healthy? But I think the more important side we're going to see here is maybe, just maybe, your bargain on Kyler Murray is over. You're not going to get Kyler Murray at a discount that you got him last year. Uh, you know, the offensive rookie of the year uh, just coming into this you know, coming into this season is now getting the best, maybe the best wide receiver in the league. Uh, That's up for grabs, obviously, with Michael Thomas and some of the others that we have in the league. But, man, DeAndre Hopkins, not many people, if any, do it like him. That catch radius is insane. He is an elite route runner. He's very quick. He can take screens. He can go deep. He can catch the end zone passes. I mean, this is literally all you can ask for. Uh, for a young quarterback and in that air raid system imagine the attempts that are going to be going I mean the target we thought the target volume was huge 
in Houston, I imagine the target volume could be even more so in Arizona. Well, let me ask you this, because this is an interesting point. So generally, there aren't a lot of targets that go, you know, uh, DeAndre Hopkins is getting like 30%, sometimes 35% target market share in Houston. With him coming here, here are my concerns that it actually he isn't as people might think he's going to be as far as uh, targeted as often. 30% from a target market share is, is very, very big. Now, I'm not saying that Kyler Murray doesn't have the ability to do that, but I also think that this offense is going to be so spread around and they are going to have so many options that I am worried. Now, I think that DeAndre Hopkins will be more efficient with what targets he does get but i do i wouldn't be surprised to see his targets actually come down and and the market share actually come down uh per game for deandre hopkins but i do think that his efficiency and everything else and the yards per game could go up even though the target market share could go down uh because they will spread this around i mean look at this offense travis they haven't okay let's say they go offensive line which is like what i'm you know my head is saying that we should do uh, or hoping that the Cardinals go that way. My heart is saying still get CD lamb because that would just be uh, uh, just a freak of an offense. Uh, you know, who would you guard and that, and that aspect of it. But that's just my heart saying that, but <laughs> you, you look at it from where it is right now today, you've got Kenyon Drake back there. You've got one of the all time greats ever doing the game at, at Larry Fitzgerald running the slot. You've got Kirk Cousins coming into his third third year as a wide receiver, which is usually where they make the big jump uh, from a wide receiver standpoint. Um, you've got now Hopkins on the other side. You've got Isabella, who you know could potentially be something. It could be nothing, uh, but we at least know he's got speed. He showed that he had speed. Um, so if you put him in the slot, even if it's you know running 20 plays a game. That's another distraction. Like you've got all these weapons. I don't know how people are going to stop this offense realistically. Yeah, I mean it's a great point, and obviously there's a ton of excitement in your voice because you're a Cardinals fan. I always have we excitement in my voice, no matter what, Travis. <laughs> but what I think um, is the most important thing here is I think there is an opportunity for us to see more volume for DeAndre Hopkins than we have ever seen because I think if you're looking at the tape of the Cardinals, what you did see a lot of last year was offensive line trouble that kind of did get um, Kyler Murray in trouble at times because who mm -hmm. could he rely on in that receiving core? Obviously, there were injuries, like you said. There's developmental issues that we're going to run into. But you don't have that excuse anymore with DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, we've seen how many times this guy take a bubble screen to the house um, because he's just that skilled. And I mm -hmm. think he, you know, we used to say that about OBJ, and, and OBJ still has that ability, but it was like a running back with the ball in his hands. And I think that's the same kind of thing you can say for uh, for DeAndre Hopkins. And I'm and I'm excited to see where this Cardinal team goes because the quarterback's exciting, the coach is exciting, and now you have a stud wide receiver to pair with that. Um, it's really, really exciting stuff. Uh, speaking of a player that was exciting and kind of has tailed off the last year because of injury, Todd Gurley gets released by the Los Angeles Rams, signs with uh, his home state uh, Atlanta Falcons. He went to Georgia, so there's some home loving there. Um, Johnny, how, how are you feeling about this marriage between Todd Gurley and the Falcons and – what does it mean for those left on the roster with Los Angeles? Okay, so I was completely shocked 
Well, I, I was, let's say I was completely shocked with the DeAndre Hopkins trade. I was pretty shocked when I saw that Todd Gurley was straight up cut. Uh, I yeah. expected him to, you know, maybe re rework his contract or, um, you know, trading potentially. I know that that's, you know, we got they lucky. They did try. They did try. They I did try, but, yeah. Um, I actually really do like this move uh, from a fantasy perspective. I think I like this move for, for just a Todd Gurley for himself. And I actually do like this move for Atlanta Falcons because you are getting a guy who – over the last two years, hasn't had as much work put on that body because of L.A. you know reeling it back a little bit. You, they had the ability to do so in L.A. because they had these other pieces that they could you know get. And, and I understand it wasn't as efficient as what L.A. had come to know that first year under McVay. I get that, but I'm just saying from a, a perspective of what he's going into now with Atlanta, that offense could use a guy like Todd Gurley. I don't think that they're going to put training wheels on him as far as how many carries he gets because he only signed him to a one-year contract. So he, why not use him to his full potential? And if he gets hurt, I mean, that this sounds very, you know, very bad from, you know, this standpoint of I'm just saying use him and, and get rid of him. But, I mean, from a fantasy, why not? Well, you would want that. And because of the injury concern, because of the stuff with his knee that's going on, people are going to stay away. But at what point does he start to become a, a really big bargain? I mean, this guy was an RB2, uh, a low-end RB2, high-end RB3, getting minimal work each and every single week because he could still find the end zone. And they're going to yeah. do that in Atlanta. And I, and I would think the uptick is going to come in Atlanta as far as carries are concerned because, like you said, the structure of the deal – but if you also look at the fact they've got Devonta Freeman off the books, so let's look at where Devonta Freeman was going last year in fantasy football drafts. Tell me why you could make a case that, or tell me why you couldn't make a case that Todd Gurley is going to be better in that system than Devonta Freeman was last year. Yes, mileage is there. Yes, injury concern is still there with both of them. But mileage is a little bit less for Todd Gurley if you're actually thinking about it. So if it's a one-year redraft league, you've got to be happy with the signing. Um, if you're in dynasty, you're probably looking to move Todd Gurley if you can. Yeah. Especially, I would try to see if he, if his value can spike a little bit this year after some work. You know, after you see him score a few touchdowns in the first few weeks, and then try and trade him when his value is a little bit higher. But you should be trying to move on because, like Johnny said, that one-year deal doesn't make you excited for his future prospects. Right. Well, and I also would say that if you are in a in a championship kind of position it's win now you know as a put in dynasty you know you yeah. see your window as a one to two year window i would try to make that move for todd Gurley right now because i do think he can make a difference for your fantasy team uh for one year and you can you know you could probably get him for a second or a third rounder in dynasty maybe maybe a third rounder and a player um but certainly that has a little bit of, of potential more so down the road why not running, you know, just use him up, get him in your lineup this year. I think he could definitely help you win and then, and then go from there. Right. Yeah. And I, and I agree a hundred percent with that. I also want to talk a little bit about, about the other side of the of trade here or the trade, not a trade, uh, the cut and then sign. And that's the Rams. So we've got Malcolm Brown still under contract with the Los Angeles Rams, but also a guy that we, we were really excited about last off season was, uh, Daryl Henderson, who they drafted, they moved up in the draft um, and, and they drafted early, but then just couldn't quite get the system 
Um, maybe he showed a little bit of his undersize. Um, but I, I'm excited about Daryl Henderson this year, even more so maybe than last year because of the discount that you'll be able to get him at because he kind of underperformed last year. Yeah, I, I definitely wish I would have hung on to, uh, to Henderson for sure because I got rid of him in the dynasty and now I'm regretting that because he did look good. He looked good on tape. Uh, they didn't give him the full workload. Now it will be interesting to see where they go in the draft. Of course, we haven't had the draft yet. So a lot of this could change depending on whether they draft another running back or not. But Henderson looked good to me. He passed the eyeball test. So if if I can go and get Henderson, you know, for a third rounder, uh, in Dynasty, I would try to do that. I don't know if you can prime away now that Todd Gurley is gone. You probably had a better shot two weeks ago. Um, but, you know, Henderson, I expect him to get better. He liked, you know, this zone running scheme before. Oh, what did I do? I just oh, – pause, sorry. Um, you're good here, and you're good on Insta. So. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say that I, I, I think that – I'm more so looking at Henderson as opposed to Brown right now uh, for L.A., but I do want to monitor this as far as uh, running backs go for the draft because I think that they could draft one. So I do want to talk about um, another fantasy darling of all of ours, and that's Stephon Diggs, who got traded to the Buffalo Bills here. Who actually um, got value back for yeah himself as opposed to Houston. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I did want to touch – we'll touch a little bit on the rest of that Houston deal because there is another player or at least a name in yeah. there that we got to mention. But wanted to talk about Diggs. It's a little bit of a bigger story here. And, Johnny, do you think that Diggs is kind of that perfect guy for Josh Allen? It's almost like he gets an upgrade from John Brown, in my opinion, because he's going to get the speedster that can go down the field. But he's got a little bit of Cole Beasley slot game to him as well. So you've kind of got the best of both worlds with Diggs, and I, I really like what Buffalo did here to go get a guy for Josh Allen while he's young that he could rely on. Yeah, I, I love this. Um, I love this move from both perspectives of the Bills and for Josh Allen because, like you said, Diggs is like uh, – he can do a lot. He can go deep. He can go cover the middle. He can, he can do both. So – uh, for a perspective on that, I think that he is going to be the wide receiver that you are going to want in this offense. We saw what what Brown did in this offense and how he was fantasy relevant. Now you give him Diggs, who is like a true number one. John Brown was more of like a makeshift uh, wide receiver one for them. So I think that this is going to be very, very good. I still think that John Brown could have value, a flex value uh, from week to week. You know, and I just I love this team. I mean, you look at their the defensive side of the ball; they're putting it together still. They're really relying on that defense. I mean, they just traded for Josh Norman, who I understand is you know a little bit older and not the corner that he used to be, the lockdown corner. But he doesn't need to be that anymore. They have that, uh, you know, in in White and Tre'Davious White. So they just needed a really good corner on the other side so they're going to be stopping people on the defensive side and I think they're going to put up points on this offense you know with Beasley in the slot and then you got Brown the speedster down the side I I really like what they're doing I think Josh Allen will continue to be a quarterback a lot of people will not look at 
is for for fantasy and realize exactly his true potential he's going to be going in later rounds and he he might be the quarterback this year that I am going to be targeting in a lot of drafts because he has the rushing ability he has the ability to throw the ball deep and far and now you're putting the pieces around him uh, that's going to be a very good offense and a very good football team I'm excited for that yeah, you stole the you stole the words right out of my mouth with Josh Allen this I mean, year I as a guy that, that you can target you you guy that you could target um, definitely in later rounds. We were talking about Tom Brady earlier, but I'd, I'd pass on Tom Brady all day for a guy like Josh Allen because mm-hmm. the the, mo- the mobility's there, the rushing touchdowns are there, and obviously with Stephon Diggs, now he's got the aerial game. Maybe he takes the step, you know, through the passing game that we saw Lamar Jackson almost able to do this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, did want to give a shout out to Brian Douglas over here on YouTube, yeah. giving us a shout out here. Thanks for joining. We appreciate you guys tuning in here. And then also, he's oh, but real quick, uh, shout out because we're doing a shout out to Douglas. He is in um, um the Monster Mega Draft League that we're in, uh, and he is he is he's got a good team. He's he's in the beginning of the draft. We're way at the end. We're like Team Seventy Nine. Is this uh, Smitty's? Yeah, it's Smitty's. Yeah, uh, so. So Smitty was here earlier. Did want to give him a shout out. The fantasy football show. Thanks for joining, sir. Yeah, um, yeah. That's uh, we're excited to be a part of that thing, man. That thing is a just a me- mega drafted uh, league. How many teams are in that? So ninety six people are in that. Ninety six teams. Uh, we were near the end of the draft. We were picked seventy nine. But so far, I'm liking our team, Travis. Uh, I think we're going to compete this year, and I think we're we're going to have a really good team. Going a little upside down, we went Lamar, uh, well, Devontae Adams, then we got Lamar Jackson in the second round, then we followed that up with Juju and then OBJ. So uh, stud wide receivers and a a really good running back uh, there. And I say that I know that Lamar Jackson is not a running back. He is a quarterback, but (laughs) in this type of league, he is a cheat code. So we will take him. But uh, Moto hopping on here saying, what up, guys? Appreciate you hopping on. He says, how? Do y'all feel about Funchess in Green Bay? Ooh. And Johnny was trying to talk to me about this off camera, and I'm just not a I'm not a big fan of this move. I think the Packers are, you know, maybe Funchess can turn it around and, and show some of what made him sparkle with Cam in, in Carolina. But I think a lot of that was because that's all Cam had. And with Devontae Adams and some of these younger guys I hope to develop, I just think they're more they've got more talent than Funches does. So maybe Funches is an insurance policy for a weak wide receiver core now. Um, just really wish we would have gone and traded for DeAndre Hopkins, honestly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. I'll, I'll, a lot of everybody teams could do that, that were, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I just thought here's what I thought was funny about the whole thing, right? Is that in the breakdown they said that they were going and they were getting a wide receiver to sure up their big body wide receivers because they need Aaron Rodgers needed a big body wide receiver to throw to. And my question to you, Travis, is don't they know that Devontae Adams is that big body wide receiver that <laughs> is Aaron Rodgers' best friend? Yeah. Like, they, they don't need another big body wide receiver. So, to me, this doesn't make any sense. Uh, Devin Funches, I think that he is an overrated wide receiver. Uh, I never understood why teams were going after him. And I'll it, it baffles me, but I digress. At least he's at least he's getting some money. So, so part of this uh, free agent carousel, if you will, was the three name, three quarterback names to watch out for that move. Uh, Philip Rivers goes to the Indianapolis Colts. 
Teddy Bridgewater to the Carolina Panthers and Nick Foles to the Chicago Bears. So, Johnny, we'll talk about all three of these, but I think right off the top of these three quarterback moves, which one gets you most excited? You know, gets you the juices flowing the most for fantasy football? Um, For me, out of the three, it would probably be Phillip Rivers to the Colts. Um, I love the options. Really? Yeah, and I'll explain why. The offense that he's going into, I think that he is the perfect fit for that. Um, I think that he will elevate a lot of those players. Uh, you're looking at Naheem Hines. I think it's a monstrous, uh, monstrous uptick in volume there. I think that he is a late round guy that I love stashing away, especially in PPR. You're talking about Austin Eckler was a fantasy darling. I think Naheem Hines is a better running back than Austin Eckler. And you heard that here first. Um, I also think that, uh, you know, you got Paris Campbell there who will be in his second year. He was a very good wide receiver in college. I don't think he showed his full potential last year. T.Y. Hilton is still there. He'll be able to get the ball. Phillip Rivers loves going deep. Uh, so you have that. And, you know, depending on what else that they get out on the outside, uh, I, I really like what's going on here and, and for the Colts. I think that that's is a very good. So it's not necessarily for Philip Rivers. It's for the you know, ancillary yeah, pieces. Exactly. I think Philip. We know what Philip Rivers is uh, and what he can do. He's not going to all of a sudden come and we're not going to be like, oh my gosh, where has Philip Rivers been this whole time? You know, unravel this whole new quarterback that we never expected to be there. Philip Rivers is what Philip Rivers is, but Philip Rivers is a decent quarterback. I'll give you that. And I'll tell you that Philip Rivers will provide fantasy value to a lot of those wide receivers there uh, better than what Jacoby had last year. I I like what you're talking about here with Naheem Hines and with, uh, you know, Paris Campbell. That's where I'll give it to you because I think as we see him age, he he's getting better at dumping off. And obviously you talked about Eckler, you talked about even Melvin Gordon, who they used in the passing game. So we've seen that Philip Rivers is able to do this. It'll be interesting to see what happens with, you know, the rest of that running back depth chart with Indy after the draft. Are they going to bring in anybody because of Max injury history? Um, we'll, we'll just have to see how that plays out. So the other names we brought up, Teddy Bridgewater to the Carolina Panthers. Johnny, I'm really excited for Teddy here. He, it's been a long road back. I think as far as just a feel-good story, Teddy Bridgewater is one of those exciting guys you've got to be pumped for because he worked himself all the way back from gruesome injuries to leading the Saints to an undefeated record while Drew Brees was hurt last year to now the starter watching Cam Newton get cut by the Carolina Panthers and it's Teddy's team yeah I I mean I'm I'm so happy for the person uh that Ted Ginn um or not Ted Ginn uh, Teddy Bridgewater you know, I'm happy for him as a person. I really am. I'm excited he's getting the second opportunity. I really hope he succeeds, but I'm sorry. He just doesn't get me excited. I mean, even last year when he was filling in for Drew Brees, every single week it was still like, uh, do you go with Teddy Bridgewater? Like, And he was winning. Don't get me wrong. Like, He is going to be a great game manager for them. I think he's going to... Do what is asked. I think that he is a a very competent quarterback. But do I think that he is going to all of a sudden make DJ Moore 
an even more valuable wide receiver one than he is? Uh, I don't know. I can't. I'm not too sure about that. Is he going to make Curtis Samuel and now Robbie Anderson, who just signs there, which is mind blowing to me that he went there? Um, do I think that all of a sudden these guys become more fantasy relevant now that Teddy Bridgewater's there? I'm not sure that their ceiling gets lifted up that much. Um, I'm actually more concerned that their ceiling actually goes down uh, with a Teddy Bridgewater that is going to be more of a game manager uh, than I think a guy who's going to go out there and sling the rock around. Uh, but I could be wrong. You know, um, I, I really hope that I am wrong because I love fantasy points and I love a team that I can go ahead and grab some fantasy players from. But I will say that I was way more into grabbing these guys or trying to trade for them before when I thought Cam Newton was coming back to the Carolina Panthers as opposed to Teddy Bridgewater. I'm actually a little more excited, I think, for a DJ Moore than I would be, um, you know, maybe Curtis Samuel or Robbie Anderson. Why do you, why do you get more excited for that? Because I actually think that Teddy, if Teddy's a guy that wants to lock on to a slot wide receiver, I think that we could see something where DJ Moore could emerge as, as a very voluminous target for him. The problem with that is, as we've seen before, when you have a guy like Christian McCaffrey who soaks up so many targets over the middle, it's hard for anybody else to eat those targets over the middle, whether it be a tight end or a slot wide receiver. So I will say that, that that concerns me a little bit. But Norv Turner, it has been great um, at designing plays for Cam, for a hurt Cam Newton um, and, for, and for Christian McCaffrey. And now I think with a Teddy Bridgewater who is young, who's determined and ready to kind of go out there and see if he can be a starter, I think this could be a good thing. Um, I'm not as excited about everybody else, but I'll, I'll look at DJ Moore. I'm not going to take him too high in redraft leagues, but he's definitely a guy you're going to stash as a lottery ticket. The other side of this whole story, though, maybe the lead here is Cam Newton being being cut here, right? Mm-hmm. And so as Siamoto says here, where's Cam going? I want to see him with the Steelers, he says. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Tomlin is the man for Cam. Honestly, this isn't a bad fit. I think um, if you look at what, you know, look at Ben's timeline, and I think Ben will be back and playing for them uh, in time here. But mm-hmm. But Cam, you know, Cam is probably likely to back up here who wherever he goes and crazy um, it's a crazy thing i mean not too long ago he was in that super bowl as the mvp of the nfl regular season um but yeah yeah, what was that back in two that was 2015 correct uh yeah i believe so um wow and 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 that's just i mean five years later he is being cut by the team that drafted him number one overall um yeah, Cam Newton has, and he and he's got he's gonna have a chip on his shoulder. I know he is because that's the kind of guy that he is. So it's gonna be tough for him. We'll see. I would have liked to see, you know, you know, shout out to our buddy Ryan Ryan Trejo. He's a big Raiders fan, and he was telling me, man, I really wish the Raiders would have gone gone after Cam instead of Marcus Mariota. And I think honestly that could have been a good fit because he could have pushed Derek Carr uh, for that job, and, and then you could see him bringing people in for vegas and, oh man are you kidding me he cam in vegas oh cam that, yeah. that would have been and that and that fan th- those fans would have eaten that up are you kidding me that would have yeah. been a great idea uh, i think that it, it was just timing honestly i i think that if if they're looking at it side by side right 
I think that the they, they would Las Vegas Raiders would go after Cam. But I think just because of the timing of everything, they didn't know if Cam was going to be released or not. Right. And so I think that, you know, if you're in the shoes of, of the Las Vegas Raiders, they were trying to get, you know, their guys locked in. And, I th- you know, Marcus Mariota was there, and why not? You know, John Gruden liked what he saw from Mar- Marcus Mariota coming out of college. Um, so I, I think that that's definitely – why they went there, but I think that if they would have seen Cam or known that Cam was bound to be released this soon after they were willing to sign Mariota, I think that they would have went after Cam. I think that would have been a great pickup. I I would have really, really liked that, actually. You kidding me? John, John Gruden with... Check it out, man. <laughs> you know, like... Dab on him, man. <laughs> knock, if, knock if you're with me. <laughs> Brian Douglas. Uh, so we've got. Uh, we've got go ahead. We've sorry. Got the last one. Oh yeah, no. What did we got? Well, Brian, Brian Douglas him? just said, "Would you rather have an interception, uh, interception-prone Winston or an injury-prone Cam?" Uh, and uh, I guess if, if I would go, I, mean, I would on go what Cam. We're asking here, if you're building your franchise out and you've got to look to the future, I'm probably taking Jameis Winston. If we look at you know, I, I, I'm not a personal fan of Jameis Winston as a player or as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you, we look at the stats between him at the same age as, as Peyton Manning at the same age, they're nearly identical stats. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something that you could give you a little bit of promise if you're trying to make a case for him in the future. Yeah, but uh, I will say that I would rather have Cam right now. I'd rather try to soak up the angry pissed off cam that's going to be coming out trying to prove the panthers wrong for for cutting their franchise guy and you know this one just has so many levels man all the things that cam has done for carolina the youth the the uh, community there and to watch them just kind of cut him and then if you saw some of the beef that was going on online they kept saying that he asked to be cut and he kept telling them like no like quit telling people i asked to be cut so uh, short answer to your question, Brian. I think it just depends on timeline. But right now, if you're talking about this year, I'd rather have Cam Newton. And the other thing you got to think about, Jameis Winston plays with a little bit of um, very emotional. He gets in his emotions yeah. with his play. So okay. right now, he just got cut for Tom Brady. He's got to be feeling pretty down on himself. I uh, mean, well, Tom Brady. I, I would say uh, if you're going to be cut for any person, I mean, Tom Brady is a pretty per- – uh, I mean, that one would be – top of my list be like oh yeah i lost your uh, you lost your starting you lost your starting job to who oh tom brady oh no one's gonna no one is going to look back at that and be like oh yeah at that time tom brady was 42 dude you got cut for a 42 year old like no one's gonna say that everyone's just be like oh you got cut because the team brought in tom brady all right i get it yeah i would have done the same thing like winston's probably gonna be like 45 years old and be like yeah i would have done the same thing all right well fair 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 enough um so our last quarterback that we really wanted to talk in the triplet of kind of you know lower tier quarterbacks uh nick Foles goes to the chicago bears and now we're looking at mitch trubisky kind of finally this is the the last kind of feather in the hat for mitch trubisky's chances at a nfl career in my opinion he is going to have to beat out nick Foles, and if he does so continue to show up but what we see now is that the bears and matt Nagy, who did nothing but gush about mitch trubisky last offseason go out and sign a quarterback to compete with him for the job 
We talk about this all the time, Johnny. GMs are tied to the quarterbacks that they draft, and coaches are going to be tied to the guys that they have. And, and this is just a sign of management saying, "We're not going to be tied to you. Uh, if you're not going to, if you're not going to show up, we're going to find somebody else." So, Nick Foles in this offense, obviously, he knows uh, Matt Nagy from his time in Philadelphia. Um, so, for me, Kansas how City. do you, or Kansas City? Yeah. Sorry. How do you feel about uh, this signing for Nick Foles and then obviously for the fantasy football implications? Uh, I mean, I think it sucks for Nick Foles because once again, he gets tossed into a situation where they're like, hey, you possibly could be the starter and you're good <laughs> enough, but uh, we believe in this other guy a little bit more. Um, and I think that that's what they're doing with Mitch Trubisky here. But I think that it's good for Mitch Trubisky because they, they were saying that he needs what's weird is like, he's so black and white, right? Like there'll be plays where he's really, really good. And he shows like how, how good he is. He like precision passes. Perfect. Right. But then he'll run the exact same play. It's like when, when there's time on the clock and it's not clutch moment, like he is like the ultimate clutch player, but like he needs it to be clutch time in order to be really good at, at quarterbacking. If it's not, then it's like, it just doesn't like he doesn't, you know, process it the right way, which is really, really weird. Um, but I think this is good for him. Now, <laughs> I actually think that and and selfishly uh, for my dynasty team, I am hoping that Nick uh, BDN is actually the guy <laughs> who they end up going with, because if you looked at what he did uh, to the wide receiver core for uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, it looked very, very good um, for D.D. Westbrook. And so I think that that would be very, very good for Anthony Miller, who I have on my dynasty team. So from that perspective, I can be honest with you and say that I'm excited for that move for Anthony Miller if uh, Nick Foles can start. But again, this is all up in the like I, I've just heard from everything that I'm reading. It's just like more of a motivational thing that they don't actually expect uh, Nick Foles to be the starter, but I am confident that if he were to have to come in or if he does win this job, I I like what where where it stands for all wide receiver position or you know all core positions. I think that you're not going to lose anything. It's not a downgrade at all. How about you? Do you think where are you at with this? Are you on the belief that Nick Foles should be the starter? Do you think that honestly this could be? Yeah, I, I do think that Nick Foles will win the starting, but I honestly think it's something. That could be used to resurrect just a little bit more of relevancy for Nick Foles. Uh, his career is going to be such an anomaly and such a fun thing to look at when it's all said and done. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, Super Bowl MVP, uh, Super Bowl winner for the Philadelphia Eagles. And then he comes to Jacksonville, gets mega paid, and then he gets, you know, beat for a guy who wears jorts and has a sick mustache. <laughs> Um, and then he's going to come over here and beat out the kid that, you know, probably isn't a prototypical quarterback or even a quarterback in the NFL, um, in Mitch Trubisky. And so folks might have a couple heyday years here left. Um, and I think it's really, like you said, there's some, uh, wide receiving core pieces that you like here I, for a fantasy. It's, it's kind of a push for me as far as what it can do for everybody along that team. I don't think it's going to go crazy either which way, because, there were some relevant players on the squad, but you could re really never put your head on who it was going to be each week mm -hmm. from the wide receiving core. Um, so for me, this, you know, of the three we talked about, this is probably my least favorite as far as fantasy football is concerned. And, um, but it, it's just kind of fun to see the relationship between Nick Bowles and Matt Nagy and what he's able to do for him. Mm -hmm. 
Um, some of the other players that have moved around, I wanted to go over here. Um, Melvin Gordon signs with the Denver Broncos and adds just another running back to this stable of running backs, Johnny. Um, so Royce Freeman truthers are out there like Homer Simpson uh, falling into the bush right now, uh, trying to disappear because Melvin Gordon comes in. And now Melvin Gordon is a guy who does a little bit of everything who, you know, can be the banger that Royce Freeman is and can also catch the passes kind of like Philip Lindsay was able to do. I do love Philip Lindsay's talent. I still think that he's a guy that can continue to ball for this team. Um, it's just going to be very interesting what they're going to be doing up there. And, and you look at, you know, Scangarello comes from that, you know, Shanahan coaching tree, and you look at all the stable of running backs they want to do. I mean, look at San Francisco used so many different running backs mm -hmm. last year. Um, this is what Kyle Shanahan likes to do. And so um, I think they might be trying to mirror that a little bit up there in Denver. Uh, I am probably staying away from Melvin Gordon in a lot of drafts this year. I don't know how you feel about it, Johnny, but not one of my favorite signings. Yeah, I definitely was very bummed when I saw that Melvin Gordon was going to the Denver Broncos uh, for two reasons. I am a Royce Freeman believer. I think that he could be a very good running back in this league, and that completely you know, squashes that aspect of it because you look at what Melvin Gordon can do and what Royce Freeman can do and they're the same player well Melvin Gordon is better than Royce Freeman but you get my drift uh Royce Freeman or as far as Philip Lindsay I I think he's going to remain the lightning in this uh you know and in this backfield I do think that he'll get touches but this just makes me frustrated because it's like ah Get me away from this backfield. I'm not going to want any of these pieces because, you know, they, yeah, the touchdowns will probably be there for Melvin Gordon. He's probably going to get you 10-plus touchdowns again. Um, but you don't know when they're going to come. Philip Lindsay could break one for, to the house at any point. If they if he's feeling hot or whatever, they could, you know, just ride with They didn't the, – the thing that's sad about this whole thing, Travis, is just Melvin Gordon is the the ultimate loser in all of this. Like from yeah. starting from last year, because he was reportedly offered a contract for multiple years that was more than what he just signed for for the Chargers. He was the lead back, and then he and you know going back to that decision, it's just been downhill because he took less money. He you very know, very much like Le'Veon Bell, who was a guy yeah. he was trying to mirror in the process. Yeah, is is his Le'Veon on Bell, and now he's looking at it going like, I did exactly what I did. I didn't end up with what I wanted or, or what I could have had. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's a sad, it's one of those sad signings all the way around. Like, if you're a Denver Bronco <laughs> fan, you're, you're probably pretty stoked because you have all the, all the backs that you want. But if you're a fantasy football fan of Philip Lindsay or Royce Freeman, you're not looking as, or Melvin Gordon, like, you're just not excited with this. Um, Continuing that trend, I think, for me, is Austin Hooper, who had a stellar season last year, but signed with the C Cleveland Browns, who I just don't know, Johnny. Like, I didn't see much out of their tight end core. I haven't seen much out of their tight end, uh, you know, the tight end production with Baker Mayfield. Right. Um, and with Jarvis Landry and OBJ still there and still probably going to be the loudest and wanting the ball the most in this rebound year of sorts, do you really think that Austin Hooper can be tight end top five like he was last year again next year? I don't. I, I think that he'll fall off. Um, now, granted, do I think I think that he's going to be just like every other tight end now, right? Like before you were excited and actually, you know, Hayden Hurst, who got traded from Baltimore to Atlanta now once, you know, Austin Hooper have has left. 
who actually I would much rather prefer drafting in drafts uh, this year, Hurst over Hooper. What's interesting about this, Travis, is not only did Hooper get signed by Cleveland, who already had Njoku, who seems they just seemed to be like, all right, we're giving up on this guy, who looked like, um, sorry, it was like, uh, I think, um, but, so you look at Austin Hooper, right, who goes to, who gets the most money paid for by any any tight end. He's making more than Gronk, making more than any other one. Uh, and it keeps. All right. Sorry <laughs> about that. Sorry we keep pausing. We're having like, we got our computer guy so, who's working on some stuff here. <laughs> and he keeps messaging us while we're doing a live. Anyway. Uh, but yeah. Okay. So real quick. So Austin Hooper goes to Cleveland. I don't expect a huge uptick here. Gets paid more than any other tight end ever, which would I think is insane. Um, and I don't think I will. You'll see his production go massively up. Like you said, they've got so many mouths to feed already. And you you add Nick Chubb. You, you they still have Kareem Hunt, which I don't think anyone's going to sign because it's a second round tender on him. So it looks like he's going to be coming back to Cleveland. There's just too many mouths to feed. I'm off of this bandwagon uh, for Austin Hooper. Yeah, I, I would agree pretty wholeheartedly there. Um, we don't have a ton more signings that we're probably going to get to today, except for the last one I did want to talk about was Emmanuel Sanders to Saints. Because Oof, I do think that this is, this is a good one because there have been multiple times over the last three years or so for Drew Brees that we've been wanting to see that second option. And we've seen spurts. A little bit of Jared Cook last year was nice. Um, and we've seen Ted Ginn in the past and, and some guys kind of sprout up in a couple of weeks, but Emmanuel Sanders poses to be a guy that could really soak up a lot of targets here as that second, third option in this offense. And I think he could be a nice steal um, to kind of patch up your wide receiving core as he signed with the saints this off season. Yeah, I definitely, I really, really like this from, you know, a Drew Brees standpoint from just the new Orleans saints standpoint, like when, when they got Sanders, I was like, oh, when I saw the update, I was like, oh, okay, like they're they're ready to ball out, like they're ready to go. This was Give a one lead. more shot, right? And I yeah. think that this really indicated that that they were really trying to go this year for it all. And I think that Sanders is the guy to do it. Uh, Sanders is a great wide receiver. We saw that he even produced when he went back over to San Francisco uh, or got traded to San Francisco. He was still fantasy relevant. I think that he's going to continue. I actually think this is a little bit of a bad uh, – well, I think from a target perspective, it's bad news for Michael Thomas. If you're in a PPR league, I think that his targets could go down. Uh, but again, similar to the efficiency that I said with DeAndre Hopkins earlier on the show, I think that his efficiency could go up for Michael Thomas. And I mean, he's catching everything that comes his way. So I think that he could have more yardage and more touchdowns now that he doesn't necessarily have to be double teamed every single time. Uh, so I do like it from that standpoint for Michael Thomas. Okay, so that kind of sums up our major headlines. Obviously, some will be trickling in. And obviously, if you guys want any more content, follow us on Instagram at The Fantasy Whispers. If you're watching on Instagram, make sure you're following us on YouTube. That's at The Fantasy Whispers on YouTube. We've also got Facebook and Twitter, so make sure you're checking us out there. Um, but lastly, Johnny, I did want you to kind of summarize where we're at with the whole NFL draft situation. Maybe some of our followers aren't sure what the NFL 
is planning to do at this time, but kind of walk us through what you understand of the situation right now. Yeah, so uh, unfortunately, it's looking like they are going to, or they, they stopped the uh, fans being able to go, and it is no longer in Las Vegas. Uh, we were planning on trying to go to that and bringing you guys content from that, uh, but unfortunately, they, they shut it down due to the coronavirus, so that won't be happening. The original word was that they were just going to stream it live uh, so that we can, we can see everything, um, and it was still going to be in Vegas. But since then, we have now heard that they are Xing that out, and it's just strictly it's going to be streamed live. Uh, it is still supposed to be scheduled during those same times uh, that it was before, you know, April 23rd through the 25th. However, uh, it's all going to be streamed and, you know, through that way, which will make it interesting. But it will be fun because we'll be able to see more into the war rooms, or at least that's what the hope is, and that's what we're hoping ESPN brings us. Um what I really hope, and we put this out on our Instagram feed, so on our Instagram story, um, there was an idea tossed around by Shefty who had said um, that he had hoped, um, or he, he had said, what about doing a whole entire seven-day thing where... Each night was a round, right? Yeah, they each night was like... a round. So each night it was a seven-day special series that ESPN would put on, and each round would be one through seven for the first seven nights. I love that idea. I think it's absolutely fascinating. I think it's very entertaining from uh, our standpoint when we have nothing else going on in sports. It would give us something to look forward to. And then it would give like more notoriety and, and things to these guys that are deeper deeper dives you know because they're going to dive into these guys more and talk about them more i just i i love the fantasy or i love the draft i love the fantasy football draft as well but i love uh i love the draft and seeing where guys go and all of that and i think it if we can maximize the level of fun and entertainment because we're not able to actually physically be at these events i think it would be very very wise for espn for all the fan base Right on. Well, I, I agree heartedly there. I think it's going to be exciting if we can, if the NFL can kind of tweak their content to match what's going on with some of the people staying at home and staying safe. Um, and that's what we want to do for you guys too, Whisper Nation. So please let us know how we can better our content for you guys. Let us know what you're trying to see, what you're trying to watch, uh, what you'd like to see us do. Shoot, let us know what your favorite quarantine snacks are. Just yeah. <laughs> Just fill us in. Um, on how we can give you that content. We've got the time to do it. We want to bring it to you while you have the time to consume it. Um, and uh, we appreciate you guys jumping on our live channels here. Once again, that's Johnny Game Time Hicks, and I'm Big Travi, and we are the Fantasy Whispers. Take Peace. it easy. Peace.